Hallie, thank you so much for coming on Do You Follow Podcast. I'm so excited to talk to you. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm honored that we are your first podcast ever. Yeah, my first pod. I was so excited when you guys reached out. Oh, good. Okay, so for those of you who aren't familiar with Hallie, Hallie Gould is the senior editor at Birdie, which is just the best place to discover all things beauty. I've been (laughs) following Birdie forever. Um, You guys are just doing such good content. And it's like the most fun job in the world, I bet. (laughs) It is. It is a really fun job. There are really great perks. Yeah. Um, I worked at Birchbox for like four years um, with Rachel and I really miss working in beauty and just being mm-hmm. surrounded by products all day. <laughs> yeah, it's a blessing and a curse, really, because then yeah. it's like having so many products all the time. I just feel like I have products everywhere I look, yes. like coming out of every like pore of my body. Completely. But, I mean, it's a good problem to have. I'm still like going through products that I've like accumulated over the years. And I'm now at a place where like anyone, when anyone comes over to my apartment, I just give them a bag of stuff. I'm oh, sure totally, you're the yeah. same way. <laughs> I do the yeah. same thing. I just like clear stuff off my desk. And there's yeah. like no, like people are so grateful. Like yes. it is the most wonderful thing to do because it's like people are so grateful and they're so excited because beauty products are expensive. Yeah. Uh-huh. But for you, it's just like I'm clearing off my desk. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's so funny. Okay. So you've been working in beauty editorial for quite a few years now mm-hmm. and you've had some really fun, interesting jobs. You ran social media at Marie Claire. Is that right? Mm-hmm. And you worked at Mimi. I remember Mimi, which was yeah. Time Inc.'s like beauty dedicated vertical, right? Uh huh. Yeah. I was there for about a year, um, sort of like right after its inception. They brought me on. Um, And we launched the site and kind of like came up with the way that it was going to look and the vibe and what the brand messaging was going to be and stuff like that. It was an amazing experience. I really wanted to see what it was like to help launch a site and having Time Inc. such a like credible backer was so cool because it felt like it was a startup and you had so much say, but Mm -hmm. still you were at a big company that um, had a lot of cred in the industry. So it was amazing. Yeah. And ultimately, they kind of like uh, sort of went up with in style. So mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty sure stuff from Mimi still exists. I'm not sure. But I think they, they merged with in style. And so that content went over there. Um, but at that time, I was reached out to by Birdie. And Birdie for me was always the dream job. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, as you were saying, like, I was such a fan. Like, I was a reader of Birdie. Um, and I always thought, oh, like, that's the exact place I want to work. I love the brand. I love the site. It's mm-hmm. so beautiful. The editors are so cool. But it was based in L.A. And so I was like, I'm never going to move to L.A. So like, oh, well. Um, and then um, Who What Where, which was um, the fashion site that was also part of Click, which was sort of the mother ship mm-hmm. of um, Birdie and Who What Where and my domain at the time. Um they hired their first fashion editor in New York and I ran into her at an event or at something where somehow it was brought up that she worked at who it where and she was hired in New York. And I just like stalked her down. Yeah. And I was like, if ever they're hiring birdie editors in New York, like, please let me know. I'm really interested. And I kind of like gave her my email and, and took her email and then, you know, nothing ever came of it because she was like, who is this? Like, Oh, I'm just an editor. What can I do? And um. But luckily enough, um, 
Alex Taylor, who was the um, vice president at, of editorial at Click at the time, reached out to me because they were hiring a new senior editor and it was just like serendipitous. It was really, oh, I, love so that. I know. And it's like, it's just, it's truly such a dream come true. The brand is so amazing. I love the site more now yeah. that I'm up close, even than I did from afar as a reader. So yeah, I think what you guys are building is so awesome. I've known Michelle Planton for a few years. She and oh I were God, on a panel. I love together. her. I know. She is the best. Um, she is the best. We were on a panel together a few years ago, and we both use Dash Hudson. Do you, are, do you use Dash yes. Hudson? Yes, I don't okay. specifically, but our um, social media editors do. Yeah, and they were, like, very friendly with them. We just, Rachel and I actually just hosted the first ever conference they did for like social marketers. Mm -hmm. Oh, and I think Kelly was there. Yeah. 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 That's she was. So yeah. Um, and I mean, Michelle is just the best who, what, where the whole click media, like franchise. I, I remember like watching the videos of, uh, like in the closet, the style closet, like mm -hmm. where I was like born. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Or whatever. And it was such a it was such a genius idea. Like I Catherine know. and Hillary really knew how to like make something special. Yeah. And you know, yeah, they made really great brands that people really love. And now at Dot Dash, after the acquisition, like we're just able now to like make it bigger and better and have more resources. So it's really been amazing. Yeah, that's awesome. I want to take a step back a little bit further. So sort of how did you decide that you wanted to be in a beauty editorial? And how did you like land on social media? Because I feel like, you know, a few years ago, when social media was just becoming something that uh, or several years ago, but I feel like even a few years ago, it was something that a lot of editors sort of just fell into because it mm -hmm. combines all of the things that you do to tell a story. Um, so I'm curious, like sort of your earlier origin story of being interested in this space at all, and then how you felt particularly into social media and then also how you use it in your current role as a senior. For sure. Yeah. I, um, I always knew that I wanted to be a writer. I think I grew up in sort of the perfect time of like, um, the Hills and yeah. like, you know, all of this like magazine editor, Mm -hmm. jobs were so coveted and so glamorized and there are a million movies and like mm -hmm. um I mean so I moved I, to New York City because of sex in the city <laughs> yeah exactly so it's like it was this it was this time when the magazine editor was a really glamorized role and I loved fashion and I always knew I wanted to be a writer and so I originally thought I wanted to be a fashion writer um and work at a print magazine and be really fancy <laughs> um, <laughs> and so I did a bunch of internships when I was in college. I worked in the closet at Teen Vogue and at Red Book. Um, and then I worked at an agency that represented different beauty clients. And then I interned at Time Out New York after I graduated, which ended up turning into a lot of opportunity. So first it was they let me freelance for money after... Um, my internship. And I also met my boss at Time Out New York was this woman, Lauren Levinson. She is an editor now. Um, and she, her and I stayed in touch. We really got along and she kind of would like present me with opportunities as they came um, if she thought that they would work for me. And she left Time Out New York to go to this site, Real Beauty, which was 
um, at the time, her first digital only beauty site. Mm-hmm. And um, she got a job there and she contacted me and was like, hey, they're looking for freelancers. Like, do you want to try it out? And I was kind of like, oh, you know, beauty is like fashion. Like, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the time, I just didn't really realize that beauty was an option. Mm-hmm. And I started working at a hair salon, John Barrett, where I met Darren. I was telling mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Um, and I was doing, I was a receptionist there just to make rent while I was freelancing. Mm-hmm. And um, that was sort of where I fell in love with beauty. And it, it coincided when I started writing beauty for real beauty. Um, and it was like, I saw all these hairstylists and these makeup artists and this, this kind of got this behind the scene look into what the industry was really like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of when I was like, okay, I care so much more about beauty. I love beauty. I, I don't think I want to do fashion and that kind of like opened the floodgates for me I ended up getting hired full-time at real beauty which was my first like writing job out of college besides freelance mm-hmm. the site director at real beauty then became the site director at marie claire which is how and she moved me over with her um which is how i started doing social at marie claire what was your job like running social for marie claire because i feel like it's you know, for a brand, it's really different than doing social as a publisher and sort of like a content giant hub. <laughs> yeah, it, it honestly, it's it's so crazy because it was so long ago that yeah. social media just wasn't what it is now. What year was that that you were there? I think I think it was two thousand. Let's see, maybe it was two thousand fourteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I always like say this because it's not like that long ago, but in the world of social media, that yeah. is like, that's like pre Instagram stories. I don't oh, even yeah. think you can post like videos on Instagrams. Pretty sure that like the bars around the photos, like the yeah. borders were still oh. thing. <laughs> oh my god, completely. I think maybe it was maybe actually it was 2013. Yeah, 2013, some 2014, something like that. And like um, Facebook was so much bigger and you like relied on Facebook for all of your traffic. Right. It was like, like yeah, Facebook traffic was huge and yeah. Twitter traffic was huge, mm-hmm. which is so different than it is now. And it was just like, it wasn't, nobody had ha- had figured it out yet. So it was like, I would post it. There was no cadence for posting really. Like I kind of like made it up Yeah, and we didn't have to post as much and it just people didn't pay attention that much like I mean I think Twitter and Facebook were really important because they drove traffic so that was something where I was posting a lot and I had strategy and stuff Mm -hmm. like that but then it was Instagram was like a free-for-all like it was I can't believe that I was in charge of a huge brand's Instagram and that it wasn't that big of a deal yeah I see this all the time like at Birchbox it was I was there like at the same time and we just grew like massively and like I was the one in charge of like posting to like hundreds of thousands of people mm-hmm. and I kind of had like free reign to do what I wanted which was yeah like, it was yeah it was just a different time you know like I, yeah. I imagine that doing social for a big legacy brand like that now would mm-hmm. certainly be more intense and it was intense when I did it like it was crazy time consuming yeah. and it was a lot of numbers and strategies and clicks and what's working and what's not working like that definitely existed. But 
not by any means in the way that it does now. Like I watch our social media editors now and I'm just like, I could never do that job. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, totally. That's so fun. Oh my gosh. So then, okay, after Marie Claire, then you went to Mimi? Yeah, then I was at Mimi for a year, um, sort of helping to launch that website, writing stories, doing social media. I think I, I was in charge of the Instagram for the most part. Um, cause I just always really took a liking to Instagram. I think it's fun. And, um, I know that there is a lot of science backed evidence that, that shows that like social media can be cause anxiety or, or depression or like is bad and people try and get away from it. And I respect mm-hmm. that and I believe in that. But for me, mm-hmm. it's always really been a positive, fun thing. Like I don't, I don't feel like I've ever had an issue with it, like making me feel bad or comparing yeah. myself. And, and I understand how that happens. And I, and I like believe in those things and right. getting off your phone obviously is good and blue light is bad and you know, all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. But I just find with Instagram, like for me, it's always been a really positive, fun thing that I like to do. Yeah. And at its core, it's this like very visual creative platform mm-hmm. whose intention was to like, was to connect and like to build community and to sort of like express yourself in a visual way. So totally. I totally understand that. Like, and it still is, it's still like the most visual platform. Like you can mm-hmm. say what you want about it. And I have like lots of thoughts on it, but like, it's still the best if you are like a creative person who wants to communicate something in like a beautiful visual way. Absolutely. Yeah. And in, for a lot of creatives, it becomes like a resume because yeah. it's their work and it's their following and engagement and people engaging with their work. And it's this whole community of people that they can like show what they're doing. And the other thing is that it's free. So it's like, especially in beauty and wellness, I think about like, of course, it can be bad because people compare themselves. Of course, it can be bad because people alter the way that they look and people think that that's real. That Mm -hmm. said, like, it's a way to connect people that never would have otherwise connected. And I I think there's so much value to that. And Mm -hmm. I think seeing people that look different, seeing people that have the same, you know, thoughts and values as you from across the country when you live in a small town, you know, whatever. I think social media can be really powerful. And I and I know that there are a lot of negatives to them too. But I think that it certainly like, in my line of work, there are a lot of ways that it has helped our readers in, you know, various aspects. Yeah, definitely. How do you use your own personal social media? Like, do you have a strategy for your social? And how does it connect to your work? Because yeah. I feel like especially for someone like you, like as an editor, your job is to kind of like be out there and be like a public face and, you know, connect with those brands and the community. So how do you see your social as like integrated into your job? Yeah, I mean, I I don't really have a strategy. I kind of try to make sure that I never kind of like fall down the rabbit hole of taking myself too seriously it is part of my job. It's not something that anyone would say in an interview as part of my job, but it is, you know, editors are out there and, um, you know, brands and readers are interacting with you constantly. And I think that's a good thing. And I think, um, I think it is possible to 
um, to spiral out a little bit because of it. And like, you know, I, I know that I have followers because I'm an editor at Birdie. Like that, Mm -hmm. that is why I have a community of people. And I'm sure that like, there are other people that have followed me for other reasons, kind of like over the years as my following has grown, but it's not like I'm some famous person and that's why I have a huge following. Mm -hmm. So it's like, ultimately, like my Instagram is connected to my job and to Birdie as a brand. And I don't, I don't, you know, I like understand that. And so I always try to make sure that I mean, it's not like I'm a like particularly offensive person. So I'm not wishing (laughs) that I could post all this stuff that's off brand for Birdie. Like at a certain point, like Birdie is my brand too. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do keep it in mind that like, I don't want to post something that wouldn't represent Birdie well. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is different because a lot of, a lot of people will say, well, like, this is my personal Instagram. I do what I want. And for the most part, that is how I feel. I'm just, I'm not like, yeah, someone who like really wants to post, you know, but yeah. But I do, I do have Birdie to thank for my following. Yeah, and, definitely. And so that is important. But yeah, that said, like, I don't really have like, oh, I have to post this many times. I have to post it this time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I always have to have stories. Like, I think that does ultimately happen because I think it's fun. And I, I do like, like integrating Instagram into my life. I do it a lot because it's fun. And I like posting mm-hmm. stuff and I like getting feedback and I'm, certainly not immune to like the serotonin that happens when you get a lot of likes like you know mm-hmm. of course I love that I I post for attention of course yeah but um, <laughs> you know that's like what it is what it is yeah know? but um but yeah I really I I don't have a strategy in that and I've, I've never done anything to be like oh I really want to like get more followers, I'm going to do this. Like, I don't mm-hmm. like, you know, use hashtags and like all of that kind of like strategic stuff. Cause it is just my personal Instagram and that feels a little bit intense, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I also think like more power to you because at the end of the day, it, be- it can become your livelihood. And so yeah. having a lot of followers and having brands take notice, having brands want to pay you for stuff, like that's really cool. And I think that like, if that happens for someone, amazing and, and yeah. you start to make a strategy out of it because then you get more money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I think you do a really good job at combining like what you do for work, but also just showing that you're like a person with other interests mm-hmm. and you have like great travel and like design inspiration on here too. And I love that. Thank you. you like very, you do a great job at like integrating both of those things. Like you're very clearly like an editor at Birdie, but it's not like the entirety of your life. And I like that about, yeah, like editor Instagrams. (laughs) I do try and incorporate kind of like me as a 360 degree human being, because I think Mm -hmm. it's, it's tough because it's like, I do get to do really amazing things through my job. Like I, there are a lot of fancy things. There are a lot of perks, but it's like, that's not me. You know, it's like, yeah, that I didn't, pay for that thing that's really fancy like I'm you know I'm not like some fancy rich person walking around it's like we have these great perks it does look glamorous most of the time mm-hmm. but then I like go home and like sit on my couch and eat Chinese food yeah so like, you know <laughs> yeah. So it's like I do I do feel like it's important to show um different aspects of it and just as women like we are not one thing and not just women any yeah. person is not one thing but I think mm-hmm. especially it's an it's an important for a person 
a woman who has eyes on her to show the people that are watching that I'm not just lipstick and found, yeah. you know, it's like I do write a lot about beauty and beauty is not one thing. And I, I like to make it so, you know, it's like, I post a lot about politics when something's happening. I post a mm-hmm. lot about like women's health and, and just various things that I think are cool or interesting or important and care about. And I think sometimes I can, I can get defensive over my job because people do think it's like, Oh you yeah, know, you're perpetuating traditional beauty ideals. Like that's what your job is. I think that's the lamest. It's so lame. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think I love beauty because it's, so democratic like it doesn't matter what you look like beauty can still empower you in so many different ways so I think that is such a lame like excuse that people have and I used to like hear that all the time and I would get like a little insecure sometimes mm-hmm. that like, my job and industry like wasn't like smart enough or big totally. enough and I went to school in DC and like for a while thought I was gonna go down the path of like political journalism and then mm-hmm. I was like Wait, I have like other interests outside of that and I really loved beauty and it took me like a while to kind of get over that hump that it like was this thing that was sort of like less than and I think for it's sure. just opposite. like it has it can be such a catalyst for so many different conversations so yeah. I love that you also agree with that <laughs> totally yeah I mean I think um yeah I think it's something that we're kind of taught to feel shame about and then it's like working in this industry you have to figure out a way to personally like overcome those feelings. And like, that's something that I've really dealt with because it's like, I'm a writer. And if I just went to someone, the same person and said, I'm a writer versus I'm a beauty editor. And Mm -hmm. sure, they may not know what that means, but the reception would be so different based on that person. And so I think like, it's important to realize that like beauty is of course, you know, product launches and skincare and Botox and like all of these things that that do have kind of like a misogynistic like taboo around them a shame-based feeling Mm -hmm. but it's also like confidence and body image and wellness and health and you know all of these other things like mental health feeling good like learning all of these different it's like it's so beauty is literally everything like you could make it like you, you could make an argument that every single thing can fall under the category of like beauty, health, and wellness. Completely. I totally agree. Okay. We, I could talk about this, like, I know. <laughs> but there are other parts of the show that we have to get to. Yeah. So I think it's a great segue into our next segment, which is the Instagram audit. So we have people and brands and accounts that follow us and listen to the podcast. And uh, we do calls from time to time to have people submit their businesses or brands or personal, you know, Instagrams, if they're a business to do an audit. So this is sort of like a free social media consultation. So the way it works is we look at their Instagram as a whole, their feed, their stories, kind of everything, and then give, you know, constructive feedback on things that they're doing well, areas where they can improve. And this could be anything from you know, captions and hashtag usage, just sort of the grid design or anything else that catches your attention. So mm-hmm. for today, I thought it would be fun since you are a beauty guru to do the account Tulura, which is a holistic skincare brand. They're also a facial treatment spa, but for their account, um, they just focused on their skincare products. Cool. Um, 
So what do you think on your first glance at looking at their account? I think the grid looks really nice, super bright, mm-hmm. colorful. I like that. There's like a mix of selfie type stuff and campaigny stuff, mm-hmm. which I like. Ooh, the products are pretty. Yeah. I use Ooh, this oil products. cleanser looks so nice. Yeah, they're amazing. Okay, they're influencing me right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my first overall take is I think it looks nice. Yeah. Is there anything that you would recommend that they should continue doing or stop doing or start doing? I really like um, they have this person taking over doing her beauty routine. Mm-hmm. Oh, it looks like it's from the cut. I see. Okay. So it's someone using their products, doing their beauty routine. I find that like on Birdie's Instagram, people really like um, that sort of like front facing camera. You're doing your beauty routine. You're showing the product, yeah. how it looks on your skin, like seeing skin texture, seeing product texture, like talking mm-hmm. about the formula, like on Birdie, they really love to like see you and like see you in your bathroom and hear you talking about it. And so I think that is definitely something to continue. It looks like, oh, they have Vogue Beauty Secrets on here too. So yeah, Mm -hmm. maybe if they wanted to start their own franchise of someone using their products or like that would be really cool. Cause I do, I like the stuff where it's like a real person using the real product. Mm -hmm. Like I like to about their routine yeah, like, it's a little bit more personal and skincare is so difficult to kind of like communicate mm-hmm. on a platform like Instagram because I mean, it depends, like, it's just harder to show than showing like a beautiful winged liner or like a red. Sure. Yeah. And because it's also it's so personal to like, yeah, type. it's like not every product works for every person. It doesn't mean it's not a good product. Yeah. And so it's really difficult to recommend too mm-hmm. because, oh, this thing was really amazing for my skin. It doesn't mean it's going to be good for your skin. So I do think like having a person be like, this is my skin type. These are my issues. This product really works for me because yeah. is really helpful. And okay. So I know the founder of this company mm-hmm. and I've been going to her for like facials for a few years and she's like so knowledgeable. Every time I go to her, I feel like I walk away learning so much and I tell her all the time, like, Eileen, you have to be in front of the camera and for sure. And she, I think is not, she doesn't love being in front of the camera and like communicating that. Mm -hmm. But I feel like if she had sort of a like group of ambassadors who were super educated, like already just into skincare, like way more than the average person and could speak to the benefits of these products and do these types of Mm -hmm. sort of like, Get, getting unready with me videos in their bathrooms, I think it would go a long way to like communicate. Totally. And I think education is so important, especially in kind of like the product landscape right now. Like consumers are so interested in ingredients yeah. and what they do and what they mean. And if they're clean, it's like, I feel like people who are buying products are so much more educated than they ever were and are so much more like curious Mm-hmm. And so like if you do have a founder of a brand who knows a lot and is yeah. able to demonstrate that on their social media, I think that people really, really respond to that because it's yeah. like all of a sudden you're like, okay, this person really knows what they're talking about. They're not just a person who's like slapping yeah. their name on an oil that they don't know what's in it and all that stuff. Like we just had a meeting yeah. with um, two friends of mine who are starting this skincare company called Do. And 
having a meeting with them, I was like, dude, you know so much. Like this is how yeah. you get people to buy your product because she's just talking, talking, talking. And I'm just like, everything you're saying is making me want to give you a million dollars. Charlotte's Instagram too. I mean, yeah. I am just enthralled by her stories. Me she too. is like a skincare scientist and mm-hmm. I like screenshot everything she says. Cause I'm mm-hmm. like, Oh my God. Like I didn't even know that this was like not working this type of totally. product is like not working and it's like a hundred percent and it's like all organic just because she's as surprised and thrilled about learning these things as you yeah. are but the th- at the same time like it's an amazing exercise in branding because now it's like she's this person on instagram where everyone's like oh she knows she's a skincare scientist and now she's launching this brand where i'm like you're so smart and you know so much and you know to use that knowledge to your advantage because not every founder of a brand is like that I know. And it goes such a long way. Like having that kind of trust in the person who's making your product, that's Mm -hmm. like everything. And I think that's what like the future of like brand loyalty and branding in general has to be. There's just Mm -hmm. too many brands out there. Like you can't just be a pretty product anymore. Yeah. And I think the founder, if the founder is like really the face of the company, it that's like your strategy. That's Mm -hmm. like your win. But yeah, I think definitely if like education and knowledge is her thing, then like that should definitely be apparent too. But I do think her Instagram is pretty. Yeah. I think overall, I just want more education, like sort of more series and franchises that we're learning about like what's in these products because they're really good. And Mm -hmm. she takes the time to like make sure it's perfect and she's sourcing the best ingredients. So I think just communicating that to her audience in a more consistent and like mm-hmm. clear way mm-hmm. is the feedback that I would give. Agreed. So if you had to grade this Instagram, what letter grade would you give it? And you can mm-hmm. do minuses and pluses. <laughs> okay. I would do a minus because I think it's great. And I would look at it and be like, okay, this is pretty anyway. I would follow them even if I'm not buying yeah. the products. Like, yeah. I, you know, but also for the reasons that we discussed, if some of those things were added, it would mm-hmm. be an A plus. Yeah, that's good. I was going to say a B plus. There's yeah, I was, I was vacillating between being like, which one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's a solid grade. So mm-hmm. good job, Tallulah. <laughs> Yay, Tallulah. All right, moving on to our game segment. Woo-hoo. A very fun one. Um, okay, I think we should play our namesake game, Do You Follow? So this is where we each bring one account that we think the other person and our listeners should follow because you think it's either cool, interesting, smart, funny, doesn't even have to do with beauty, just anything that you recently were like, wow, I love this account. Um, mm-hmm. So, Holly, what is yours? Well, it's not entirely recent. Um, That's and okay. It may not be entirely surprising, <laughs> but... I think that Alyssa Coscarelli is like, I'm genuinely influenced by her yeah. all the time. Like, oh I my God. In terms I bought of like, her like entire petite studio collection. Yeah. It's like, she, I don't know. And like, she is someone who like, exactly like I'll buy clothes because of she'll post about it. I bought, I bought art because she posted about it. Like she's just is someone who is both approachable and nice and cool seeming, but also like Mm -hmm. genuinely introduces me to brands I've never heard of and think are really cool Mm -hmm. in kind of like all facets of my life. And, and I think in terms of being an influencer, like she 
is actually influential to me all the time and like a sweet person and cool and nice and the fact that she has let me see how many followers she has now 281k like wow she has so many followers she's been the same person this entire time Mm -hmm. you know used to be like slinging market stories at refinery yeah and it's amazing what watching her success has been really exciting from like a from both as like just a follower and a friend but Mm -hmm. in terms of like someone that I think people should be following it's her because I buy the shit that she talks about all the time yeah that's a really good one and her handles Alyssa in the city for our Mm -hmm. she okay I hate this word because it's so overused but like she actually does an incredible job at curating Mm -hmm. like everything that she does is like very curated and I discover so many new brands because of her Mm-hmm. And I also love that she recently started doing IGTV videos and she mm-hmm. did one that I watched like a whole, like just sort of regular day in her life. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. It's not a new concept, but I think because she's already like built this community and she's done such a good consistent job at like creating her Instagram, frankly, and like introducing us to like her style and who she is. I loved seeing sort of a little bit, of like the peeled back behind the curtain mm-hmm. with her. It just felt like very authentic because it was like, she yeah. was, she was making that video just because she was like having fun with it. Mm-hmm. And I think it was, you know, it was really refreshing to see that. And I love that she's doing that. So yeah, I agree. Great one. What um, about you? Okay. Mine is like totally out of left field. <laughs> 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 and it's like a fun one. Like there's, no rhyme or reason to it, but um, I found this account from Will Smith's Instagram. Oh my god! <laughs> who like by the way, he my brother used to my brother's a video editor and he worked for Will Smith for like a year, basically like creating his social media videos. And I was mm-hmm. like, that's so cool! Like you're in the Bahamas with like Will and <laughs> he was like, this is like not what I went to film school for. But, like, <laughs> Yeah, I think Will is like building this amazing content empire, but he's not the person that I'm telling you to follow. I found this account. (laughs) Um, It's called Sione Maraschino, S-I-O-N-E-M-A-R-A-S-C-H-I-N-O. Oh, yeah, I just found it. Okay. He's like this big guy with a mustache. (laughs) and It's just videos of him like being unapologetic just dancing in like the middle of the street oh my god he's so good he's like really good too yeah but it's just like that kind of like happy content that comes across your feed and you're like man like people are good like he's loving his life it's like really inspiring for some reason Mm -hmm. and this gorgeous face of makeup in this i know instagram post i know like love him i'm gonna follow him too yeah, it's just like feel good, happy content. And he just seems like he's living his best life. And mm-hmm. I'm really like happy for him. <laughs> I agree. I just think being a good dancer is so cool. Yeah. Because I just wish I was one. Yeah. I think I'm a good dancer. Like I have no formal training and I cannot follow an eight count. But people <laughs> tell me like, wow, like I'm surprised that you like can dance that well to this like weird rap song. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I I agree with you. I also feel like dancing is kind of 
hot right now because of TikTok. Like mm-hmm. everyone is dancing on the internet, it seems. Oh, true. Yeah. I have so little understanding of what TikTok is. Yeah. Is Birdie on TikTok or any of the click? I brands? think that Birdie is on TikTok now. Hmm. I have to ask Kelly more about it, but I'm pretty sure we joined TikTok because people are joining TikTok. Yeah. And I feel like beauty is a category on TikTok that is sort of like up and coming. Like there's a Mm -hmm. lot of sort of creativity with like the teens doing like fun, creative TikTok videos about their beauty. Mm -hmm. So is TikTok just like Vine? So it used to be Musical.ly, if you remember that, which is basically, it's it's like, it's the most like closest correlation is definitely Vine. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's not just music anymore. It's just like short videos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got it. But you can like add songs layered onto it. Like they they allow that feature. And I think Vine was just like quick videos. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Because I did see someone like there was some viral thing of some girl that was like dancing a choreographed dance, but also crying. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know what you're talking about. Like I think there was some roundup of like, these are the teens. Yeah. <laughs> the teens, man. Yeah, I wish I had some teens to to ask some stuff to. <laughs> I'll report back and let yeah, you know. Yeah, let me know. <laughs> okay, Hallie, this was so much fun. So Thank fun. You the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. So where can everybody find you on the social medias. Um, so you can find my Instagram at Ghoul Tally. Someone had already taken Hallie Gould. So <laughs> who is she? I, okay, actually, I know who she is. Really? <laughs> she used to be the beauty director at Bite Beauty, oh, and her name so is Hallie funny. Gould. And um, I used to get her emails. <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. But anyway, so mine is Ghoul Tally, G-O-U-L-D-H-A-L-L-I-E. And um, you can follow Birdie at Birdie Beauty, B-Y-R-D-I-E Beauty. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Do You Follow Podcast, a podcast on social media, digital, and influencer marketing. We are always wanting to hear from you. So if you have a question that you want answered on an upcoming episode, email us at doyoufollowpodcast at gmail.com or you can Instagram DM us at jdelphine and at Rachel Jo Silver. We want to hear from you. So we want to feature your questions on an upcoming episode. And if you want us to do an Instagram audit of your account, your business's account, we are happy to do that as well. So just include your question and all the details and we will feature you on an upcoming episode. And if you like the podcast, we would also love your kudos and appreciation. So please leave us a review and rate us in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. And thanks for listening. We'll see you guys next time. Bye.